Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. The low winter sun hangs outside the mayor's office. It's kind of cool. What's going on, everybody? New Amsterdam Radio, Global Voice, the mayor. And, uh, I, you know, I have to admit, I'm a sundown guy. Sundown's my favorite part of the day. As I sit here in the office getting some work done, I'm so excited to show or share with you this week's episode of the podcast. Before I do that, it's got to say newamsterdam.com. Learn more about this show and all the other shows in the New Amsterdam Radio canon. And, of course, there's other ways you can support the show. Patreon.com slash Boys. We call it the Boisterous Crew. Unlock special interviews, show notes, and more. Patreon.com slash Boys. Now, if you guys follow me wholesale over at Flobito on Instagram, you know I'm a huge wrestling fan. Huge, even. And a lifelong fan. In fact, one of my sister shows is the Mac Mania podcast the Spotify original being presented by The Ringer. I mean, every Tuesday, me and my buddies, Evan Mack and Jack Farmer, get together and we talk about the old collar and elbow, the wrestling arts and sciences. My guest this week is, can I say, a former wrestler? She didn't make that reference, but she used to wrestle for the WWE under its NXT brand. Jessica Alaban, a.k.a. Jesse Kamea, has done a lot in her career. But one thing I've seen she's passionate about was her fine art. She is a master in wizard with the canvas. And so when I hit her up to ask her to be on the show, I guess there was a little bit of how much wrestling is going to be on this episode of New Amsterdam Radio. Not to say wrestling isn't an art form, but we're not really about that here. I wanted to talk about what makes her tick. What is she passionate about? So I was just more than thrilled to be able to talk about the art of Jay Electra her alias, her alter ego when it comes to that space. And so I hope you guys enjoy this special episode of New Amsterdam Radio Special because typically Patreon subscribers get the video interview about six to eight weeks after the audio airs, but we're doing something special this week. Uh, we're having the video being released day and date. So the time you hear this, you can actually search the YouTubes for this interview to watch it uh, in its all its video glory, youtube.com slash voice. Now, I've done rambling. I'm I'm done flapping my guns. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of the sunset. So without further ado, my chat with Jessica Alavan. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creators. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office by being joined by someone who knows art. And I love it because I've just been enamored trying to figure out how it works. Because I, I said before we went live, I had no artistic talent. And she was like, oh, heck no. Uh, you can be seeing the world over in television screens nationwide and worldwide as a former Jessica Mayer. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the creation on canvas in the mind and the soul. Please welcome Jessica Alabama. How's it going this afternoon? Oh my God, that is like one amazing energetic like, uh, <laughs> intro. I feel like oh, <laughs> pleased to be here. <laughs> oh man, thank you so much for being on the show. I just I love your energy, so I want to bring it back to you. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you, so much gratitude for that. Thanks for having me. Um, I am I'm excited to be here. I'm starting to do more 
uh, projects involving art. So just the opportunity to talk about it on like yeah. other platforms, it's very, uh, it's very humbling because who knows, you know, everything could be gone and like, like just like that. So just make sure that you enjoy everything you have to the fullest. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with my appreciation for art these days. Well, I had a first question. Let me toss that aside because a lot of times artists creatives say that they say, "Hey, look, tomorrow's not promised, not guaranteed." Is is that an inspiration for the art wholesale, or is something you come across when you're creating things like, "Hey, look, this is a very tight rope we're walking day to day, year to year. Let's go ahead and go full tilt." Um, so I think with with each okay, so first off, each piece that I make is one of a kind. I don't print it. I really don't want anything ever made again. And so that's what I started when um, when I first decided at the beginning of last year, a year ago, that I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to this idea of being an artist and everything I make, I just want it to be one of a kind so that it's special because it's capturing that moment. And like, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not because I have hate for anything that's like uh, printed off and recreated because that's nice because then more people can enjoy a piece, but it's just, I feel like um, keeping something one of a kind is special. Yeah. Just like people, people are one of a kind. So there you go. Yeah, everything's unique. But yeah, but with the thank you. Uh but with the art thing, uh it's it's when you say like full tilt, do you mean okay, we're doing this every single Day. Like, not necessarily that. I, I was more about a lot of creatives say about, hey, look, man, you're not guaranteed tomorrow or next week or anything like that. And so do you, is that an inspiration for you to create? And then when I say inspiration for you to create, is it like the types of pieces or the frequency you create? So I'm saying, oh, I gotcha. tells, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Okay. So with the, oh, okay, with that, with that, nothing's promised today or tomorrow. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, because with that attitude, it's like when I feel it, just dive in and go for it and, yeah. and live in that. But when I don't, then don't force it. Go do something that's a little bit more authentic for the moment that you would actually appreciate their being instead of like, oh, I feel pressure to create this thing. Because I've done that before in the past where it's like, okay, I have to sit down. I have to make a masterpiece and it has to be the most beautiful thing in the world. But then maybe 20 minutes later, it just feels forced or jagged or like man this is crap so <laughs> just yeah. walk away and that's that's the most uh i think one of the most important uh lessons i've learned as an artist is not to force anything and to be patient with it and if the feeling's there then then again like dive into it have you tossed projects recently or is it kind of like it's not today i'm gonna put it inside and come back to it like what's always your your philosophy you come across something you're not really feeling in that moment so this piece right here, actually behind me, I started uh, maybe maybe five years ago, and okay. then yeah, it just started off as the blue, and then I wanted to play with like sand and stuff and like texture. I love creating layers in art and stuff, whether it's changing mediums throughout the piece or like layering paint on top of paint on top of paint. Yeah. So this originally was going to be like some sort of like beach background. And I would just, I just got mad at it. Cause sometimes in the process, it's like, it's not turning out how I want it to be. So like, just leave it alone and put it down. Right. And then uh, maybe like uh, a few months later, I was like, Oh, I want to draw a body. So I started drawing a body and I was like, okay, I don't know where I want this to go. And then I got into mandalas and stuff. Oh, there goes my light. Mandalas recently. And then it just, was like, oh, I want to put some on the side of her body. And then you run out of paint. So I feel like <laughs> along the way, it's yeah. kind of like a, it's coming together as I go. But then there's other pieces um, like this guy right here that I've made that it's just so easy to just pump out in like oh, yeah. 
like a week or so. Uh, that one was called Bubblegum, yeah. correct? And I wish, yeah, Bubblegum. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was researching that online today, this week. I wish the light gave it a little bit more of a, more justice and stuff, but it's I'll got, link to it in our show notes so people can see it full tilt. Yeah, yeah, it's got mega layers on it. I'm so sad my light went out. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's and <laughs> the nature okay, of the things with the shine so it's kind of like some things can take a minute and then other things just take, take years so maybe this will be my mama lisa yeah well let's take a step back uh you know something no one just gets up one day and, and has things completed i mean there was an idea that came across your mind at what point in your life you said you know what i'm gonna try it and then after the trying it being like oh this is a path i'm going to take um, it was, it was last year, uh, last new year's, um, I, art has always been one of those things that my family's like, you should do this. You should do this. Don't ever stop. Um, but I always thought they meant it as a hobby. And then last year, uh, I had the opportunity to, um, create a page, which still goes, um, it's on Instagram and Twitter, but definitely more active on Instagram. It's at J Electra, mm -hmm. where I make one of a kind pieces. And then, um, the proceeds from those go to uh, a charity. So I've always wanted to help people and stuff and doing it at the same time with creating art has been a very cool and fulfilling, um, opportunity so I think the thing with that with the idea of helping people is that art has really helped me on like a personal level not just like with creativity but there's been moments where it's just like okay I have something on my mind I don't have anybody to talk to or I'm not sure if someone will understand or get me right now and or I just don't feel comfortable about talking to anybody about this so I'm just going to to like therapy, like at least get those feelings out. So I'm not holding them in. Cause I, like, I think we all know when you hold your feelings in, you bottle up, you explode later and that's, yeah. that's never good. So right, right, right. at least putting it out there. But then I found too, like for some of the pieces I sold last year, when I would uh, make pieces like that, uh, it's kind of interesting because the people who bought them were going through a similar situation hmm. without me saying that literally about the art itself or titling like this piece is, is sadness or this piece is like happiness <laughs> anger like they just looked yeah. at it and they felt a certain way and then when I was selling it to them they would say yeah like I'm going through this but this kind of really speaks to me and I was like oh my gosh I'm when I made this I was having like some problems there or uh, I just learned about this so yeah. that part about art in itself is really cool to understand and see how the human emotion is just so universal from any walk of life. So. Yeah. Is this a situation where do you feel a bit of solace in having other people, strangers go, I feel something. Do you connect with those people in the same way? Or it's kind of like, wait, I thought I was in my own feelings, but your feelings are that similar. It's cool that we're parallel lives happening here. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think, I think that was the coolest thing because my favorite thing about having those moments is um, when I did have the time to listen to their story too. And I mm -hmm. think that's 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 the thing about art. It's that it, it imitates life and life imitates art, like that sort of thing too in, in its own performance. Um, but again, like just being relatable and relating to other people, I think that's what keeps us connected and like us, like humans and stuff, we can't help but put meaning onto things. And then once there's that common meaning, it's like, oh, wow, like there's yeah. the, 
there's there's how we all um i wish i had more synonyms for connected and relatability but well, I, i'm with you well, I, I come from the stand-up comedy world and it, it, that one sees a little bit more surface level i i tell jokes people laugh and they go that's funny but so, so often jokes come from a place of doesn't necessarily hurt but a perspective where you feel that no one can understand and you try to explain to people and then someone sees you off the show going hey look i'm also this kind of person or i had this same quirk i see myself through you you made me feel a lot lot less weird for feeling that way and that's things that you don't really like think about when you're writing punchline you know set up punchline or, or, or doing each stroke of the brush by the end it becomes something else that's makes it so cool you know oh yeah absolutely and i love that about comedy too because it's like when uh when people are sarcastic or facetious it's really a it's like a secondary emotion yeah <laughs> the same thing is with anger yeah. like it's funny how that works um but I think that like your ability to connect with people in that way, like that's so important. And um, I I did like this Twitter, uh, this Twitter poll like maybe a year ago because I was curious about what what was being offered in schools and stuff. Because I had heard, and I don't have all like I don't have like papers of documents of research, but I had heard that um, some states were cutting out the art programs and. Mm -hmm in like their education and I was like no <laughs> like yeah. how could you because um art's not just like uh getting paint on a piece of paper and learning how to draw like a flower or anything like that it's it's more like helping helping educate and develop the innovative side and uh I guess creative ways of thinking and stuff mm -hmm. so, and that really helps people along like later on in life like with problem solving or just thinking outside of the box in general. So when I heard that, I got inspired to um, do a couple exercises with my mom and she is a teacher in Arizona. And this was kind of all during COVID. And I was like, what if uh, for part of your class period that you have, because everybody's on Zoom and it's so hard right. to get uh, kids' attention. Why don't we, um, like, I'll just do a drawing or like a little art exercise that's really easy. I'll have the camera aimed at my hands and uh, we'll uh, just have like a five minute lesson and stuff. And it was like, okay, we're gonna take a letter or like the first letter of your name and we'll just put it on the paper and you can make it any, any size you want, big or small. And then we'll rotate the canvas and see what comes of that and stuff. And then you just add on to whatever you want. The rest is up to you. So I did an example with like the number 100. I drew a face and they were just like, oh, wow, like that's, that's cool. That's different. And like some of the students, they weren't, um, not all of them spoke English. Like uh, English was their second language. So just being able to still do something like a lesson and stuff, yeah. but that you're able to take to more than one general audience. It was like really rewarding and like- Elementary school kids? Elementary school kids. And which had to be so hard because during COVID and stuff, it's like, how are these teachers getting these other students to sit down and grab their attention? Mm -hmm. So I found the importance with with art is one, well, you could you can get anyone's attention with it if done right. Yeah. Or at least like with a, with a genuine, um, good feeling in mind to learn and grow. And that too, like you can, you can teach it to anybody. Right. To anybody. And so later on, my mom told me that uh, her supervisor and stuff, she was like, yeah, I got a really high rating for that lesson. So thanks. So <laughs> I was happy to share that with her. And then, um, so I think like with all of this art stuff happening, um, one of my projects is to eventually start a YouTube channel where it's like, okay, just quick lessons and stuff. Yeah. And 
I don't, I don't really know who my market's going to be, but anybody who loves to draw, who loves to paint, who's just curious, um, not sure if I'm going to Bob Ross it or what the format's going to be with it yet, but I definitely. It's incredibly valuable. I, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, this is kind of the whole arts thing. So they were cutting programs when I was a kid uh, in school. And I think we're about the same. I think I'm a little older than you are. <laughs> I think I'm like, I'm an old man, uh, but the, I, we had to do one class of art to graduate and I didn't. So my last semester, I was in art class and I had an art teacher that wasn't really encouraging. It happens. People are people. And I did not want to touch art at all <laughs> until I had a job years later where one of my employees was doing one of those like Michael's art classes thing. And I went and I was so afraid. It was like, I didn't know what to do. I saw the paint. I saw the canvas. It was a, a acrylic on, on canvas. And she walked me through it. I go, if I had this kind of encouragement back then, I think I'd have been way more open to, to trying different things and being okay and Bob Rossing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you were saying. So yes, please go for it. Make the channel happen. I'll subscribe. Why not? Yeah, that makes me wonder, like, what, because I was wondering about, uh, about, I guess, the mindset with people who don't believe that they would be good at art and stuff, mm -hmm. like, what had to happen to them or what message they were giving as a kid and if there was encouragement or no encouragement or even exposure to it. So that makes me, yeah. that makes me wonder, like, at large, what, what's the conversation with people who don't know, um, don't know or don't know practice that much. And it's fine if they're, you're just simply not interested because there's plenty of things that I'm just not interested in. Right. Well, I have a theory though. So I cannot sing to save my life, but <laughs> I love karaoke because for me, it's the performance of me not singing very well. <laughs> to, to give myself to a song and be like, mama, ooh you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, for some, someone who, who does not sing or they say they can't at some point try singing for real told they couldn't do it and it clammed up. And so I think of my parents, between them, they're immigrants, right? They work five jobs and they come home tired and their six-year-old son's like, look at my macaroni art. They may not have the energy to be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> no, there's no hype boys at the house. I think that does matter. And in a school with your teachers on engage, that does matter. And that's why I think a lot of us are gun shy, but it's real cool to talk with creatives like yourself who found a way to persevere and are still creating today. That alone's an inspiration. Oh, I love, I love that. I love that. That just makes me put it, it makes me think of like anything, like I guess anything that I'm involved in or any person wanting to try something new, just like as a friend or even person, just be like, hey, you're interested. Go do it. Go have fun. See how yeah. it works out. I feel like there also is like that voice and stuff because I had this growing up from one of my relatives too. They were kind of like this voice of reason or uh, toughen you up kind of person, which mm -hmm. I didn't always appreciate, but now I, I understand, but it was kind of that, how much will do you have? Like, like, well, do you really want to do this? Or is right. it real? Like to be a little bit more investigative about things. And like, at first I was just like, oh, like, you just don't want me to do this. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I want to be happy. You don't want me to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, um, but then I realized I was like, I don't really care what they say. I want to, I want to do this. Like this feels good to me right now. And Absolutely. That's important. So. And it comes down to the resolve of the individual. And I think going back to Bob Ross, it was, it wasn't much his art. Cause he was dope. He was, he was fire. He was flames. <laughs> he was hot in the streets, but it was, it was him going, Oh, happy accidents. A pro is messing up on TV being like, Oh, it's all right. <laughs> I think that was like the, the lightning rod for a lot of people. And I know, especially for the creators on the show who are women, uh, minorities, uh, new Americans or immigrants, there is like this pressure to get it right the first time. 
And when it comes down to that, it's like, oh, I don't want to be seen as someone who's not good or I'm still working on things. We just get kind of gun shy and go, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, uh, so I'm working on this. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, I'm working on this book right now. And Congrats. it's, yeah, thank you. Uh, I've been doing a lot of writing and a lot of research about it, but to touch on um, the, the idea of being able to do something and still being human, uh, I think one of the themes like that would I would love to see is the focus in media and stuff, and that I'm hoping to accomplish in this book is uh, it's okay to be human because you are human. You can't do anything about it, and it's going to come with A, B, and C. But don't worry, you'll get to X, Y, and Z later on. So yeah. uh, even when I see it, like I'm sure whenever you're on Instagram or social media, you can see clips of people making mistakes and stuff or like failing or falling down. And it's just, uh, it's just refreshing to know that that's just part of the process. Yeah. And I don't know why or where that comes from, because I remember when I was a kid that I would always just strive for perfection. Like it must be this way and it must be done quickly, the fastest and the strongest. And after a while it kind of builds up and it creates like this pressure and facade of things that really just aren't like, it's nice to have the idea. Cause I think that's, um, it's good to romanticize and fantasize certain things because that's just what people do and stuff yeah. is a form of escapism. But then on the other hand, like whenever you dial it back, it's like, okay, like being imperfect and vulnerable is, is necessary for growth too, to get to those places. Was it uh, an experience when you realized that shift? Or was it kind of like a, ah, oh, or was it kind of a, a, a more subtle thing to go where you realize, hey, look, the process is kind of as fun in its own right or important in its own right? I feel like for certain aspects of it, like it was just something I knew of and I would say, but I didn't really know the meaning of it or the full meaning of it, or I didn't have, uh, like, I guess this new perspective I have on it. Like while I was in the process of it saying like, okay, like embrace the process, um, you're going to fail and stuff, but even in failure, it would just hurt so much because it's like, I don't like, that's just who I am. I'm competitive. I like winning. Yeah. Um, but then realizing that um, there are different types of winning right. to, to, to grow from. And so I think now whenever I look at it, as far as um, just this process, like just the whole process of growth, it's like everything is it's never going to stop and stuff. So you might as well just enjoy it. Are you winning now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Winning? laughs> I, mean, I gotta ask, I gotta ask, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, and they're like, well, how and stuff. And everybody's definition of winning is different. Like, I mean, there's the, there's, I feel like the way I grew up with my perspective of winning, it was like, it's black and white. Like it's on the scoreboard and stuff. It's right. Like, it's either do you or don't you have something. But I think right now in terms of um, paying more attention to what drives me and what makes me happy and is, is number one. And I think for a long time it wasn't, it was just like, okay, like to be successful means like, all right, I have to, um, the way I would define it, I would go to work every day. I wouldn't take that many breaks. I would uh, look strong. I would, always seem like I'm busy and stuff, but I like even running around the house and doing things and stuff, it got to a point where my significant other was just like, Hey, you need to sit down. And I like, after a while, I would just feel like drained and stuff and not fueled. So now it's like, okay. So even though I, I was feeling 
like I had to accomplish all of these things and stuff. It was, I, it was kind of like on this tempo, like right. it has to be like this when really some, some really beautiful things can be created when you're, you, you go to yours and everybody's is different. And I'm learning that mine is, um, it needs to like chill for a second to create other things and like right. to allow myself to be more present. And I feel like being more present makes me feel like I'm winning more. So <laughs> that's, that's also great. Yeah. Well, how, how do you get there? How do you get to the winning mindset? How do you uh, get, approach that path to being becoming present? Meditation? <laughs> um, I think it's a lot of checking in with yourself and stuff like taking a minute to check in uh i think at least for me and for my experiences the more that i've done that the more i could say like okay well um i am on i am on track today i i slept i did everything on my to-do list and my to-do list wasn't like a million but it wasn't like one one thing um, but yeah, I would say I spend time checking in and making sure that I do at least one thing that I want to do Yeah. that I want to do. And that was like, I, I'm putting such an emphasis on that because it's like for the longest time I was like, okay, well I have to do this and I have to do this because then I'll get here. And I do understand that there are certain types of careers that call for that, or there are periods of times where you just have to say, you know what, like screw my feelings. This just has to get done, you know? Right. But I think, I feel like I've been turned off and I feel like maybe that's why I haven't been as productive creatively. But since uh, I took that step back, I'm like, okay, like I know what I'm going to do here. I know I'm going to do here. I've got this project here. And it's just, it's nice to have multiple things going on because it's something I've always wanted to do. And sure. so for me, like that makes me feel like I'm winning. What does Jesse want to do this year? Or the year after, like what? What is something that that's, if you can share? I mean, I know it's a personal question, but things you can share, things you would like to do or want to do. So um, I am looking to explode creatively, and it's it's coming. I have multiple projects happening. I have uh, the art, the art. Um, I'm hoping to get a commission where I could just like paint a mural on a wall somewhere. Like that okay. would be so cool to me. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, speak it to existence. On a scene building, not on the back of a building. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Say exactly what you want, exactly. <laughs> yeah, away yeah. from anyone who could see it. Um, right. Uh, definitely writing. I, I'm not quite sh like, okay, so here's, here's what's exciting. I know I'm moving in a direction that I want to go in. I just don't know what's going to happen. And I, it makes me feel excited and terrified at the same time. Like, it's just like, okay, yeah. like, this is what I want. But I feel like for the first time, like, I it's, it makes me feel alive. Yeah. You know, a lot of uh, successful companies out there on the planet, there's the CEO at top and there's a board of trustees the CEO works for. If you were a brain, if you were a company, who are your board of trustees? Who's your bullpen? Who's your top five, your top 10 people you get, you take some of your ideas with and say, is this okay? Is this all right? How do you guys think of this project? So on and so forth. So people I check in with. Yeah. yeah. That the advisory I council. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm working with a mentor right now. She used to be, um, I met her through uh, my old job. And she was an acting coach. And I've kept in touch with her. And 
she's helping me create this this book that's hopefully going to be a TV series later on. And uh, she's she's great. Like she has so much experience. She's traveled the world. She's done live performance. Um, I don't want to give out too many details right now. Because she's a mentor and she's she's done what I want to do. And she we have a great relationship. Um, on top of that, there is there's my significant other and stuff just to be like, hey, check in, because I feel like for the most part with us, like our working dynamic is we just want to be supportive cheerleaders for each other and be like, Absolutely. Oh, you got this done today. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, guess what? Guess what? I did. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> type, your type. Yeah, like we're each other's type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it feels like if that feels really good. And then I also check in. Um, just just with my sister because she's also this other voice of reason and stuff because in the past I've always like if I hear something that's remotely attractive to me I just dive in full force without asking questions and so like she kind of has my back to be like ah (laughs) did you think about this did you think about this do you think and I'm just like well yeah and then before (laughs) I know it I feel like I'm arguing with her and she's like I'm just trying to help you we have the same name we're on the same team What's that? We're on the same name. We're on the same team. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you ever, okay. So like with everything that you have going on, don't mm-hmm. like, do you ever feel like those people that are trying to be the voice of reason? Maybe it's just me. Cause I've realized that I get really defensive right away. I'm just like, yeah. I'm doing this, but do you think that's like a normal thing or so like I, you? I, I use the board of trustees dynamic uh, for me specifically because a company can be in one industry, but the board from all different parts of aspects right so i have people who podcast specifically those who do comedy and stuff like that then i have like my mom who doesn't understand that stuff but she wants in the over i'm happy so when i have a big idea or a project i always check in with them for example i wrote my book this year my first memoir i wrote books before my first memoir graduation day available now on amazon kids uh <laughs> my mom read it as and there it is <laughs> she, she read it as my mom and goes okay i don't know anything but i appreciate this people who see me online going hey flubble you host seven podcasts. Let me read your book too. It had different notes for me. So I always take some aspects, but you're absolutely right. When someone goes, I thought about this, this, that, and that, and that. I'm like, I'm out here on this boat alone. I don't need you from ashore telling me how, how bad of a pilot I am or captain I am. <laughs> you don't know who I am. No. <laughs> exactly. Club, 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 you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of a weird mix. I like that though. I think it's important to have, like, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's important to have like my circles, like kind of small right now and in the developing phases. Cause I'm, I'm learning, like, I just learned like, Hey, I want, I want to write a book. I want to write a TV series. I want to create this way. I want to um, produce because in entertainment, like you see a lot of men behind the camera. I mean, there are women, but like predominantly, like it's mostly men and stuff. And it's just, it would be nice to have that sort of representation and voice and perspective introduced in storytelling. So that's just another thing I have going on. And so when it comes to board of trustees, I have other friends who have experience. So it's like a matter of reaching out to them, getting getting to know what their process was, what worked, what didn't work, understanding too, like the source too, like always like Bill Nye, that stuff, like consider the source. <laughs> sure. Coming from someone who is a comedy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I want a Bill Nye shirt now. Yeah, anyone down with Bill Nye? I actually had a shirt that said Nye Tyson for president. Oh, I missed that one. It's actually one of my favorites. Um, ah! 
yeah, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Uh, so on Twitter, see, I can't sing. On Twitter, uh, you had mentioned this. And I wanted to ask you this back to you. So like, haha, mirror match. Um, you asked on January 7th, what's missing in entertainment these days? Um, in your opinion, what do you think is missing? Um, so a lot of the, this was just, this is why I asked it. Because I felt like I was having a discussion with, um, uh, with Swear, my significant other, about entertainment. And we always go back and forth on it about uh, different categories, allegories, uh, themes, stories that have been told. Whenever we turn on a new series and right away, one of us are like, you know what? I know this story. I'm not interested anymore. You know, because mm -hmm. sometimes like the argument is like things have been done over and over and over again. And I recently thought I was like, maybe it's just by who's who's running the show, you mm -hmm. know? Um, maybe, and the thing that's missing, I think it's, there, there's a whole bunch of people, a whole like pool of people on their own unique experiences and perspectives. So there's no way like everything has been done already. But I think the thing that's missing is is some new representation and one with like this this current generation we have so like I, I think I'm a millennial I consider myself a millennial and then like the new ones coming up and having their voice being heard <laughs> I, like, the discuss in your face I think I'm a millennial I, think I'm a, like I don't know like you see these new TikToks and stuff on social media with like uh, is it Gen Z and stuff Gen and Z, yeah. millennials and I'm just like oh I agree I did okay <laughs> um but I think with that and then also representation when it comes to um like uh, this might be a touchy subject, but I don't want it to be. I just want it to be an educational one where representation across the board sure. is there. Because now, like, if at least from my experience in American culture, having mixed backgrounds, it's kind of like I feel like my voice kind of gets a little bit lost in the shuffle, or it's only been presented in like such a small area, or totally false or unrelatable. Like right. the last thing I, the last um, like mixed Caucasian and Asian female I saw on TV was uh, from, I think from the show Shameless, and I think I'm assuming that she's mixed or whatever because we kind of look alike, but that she was just like this rich little girl with like daddy's credit card, and it's just like that's not always the case, right? <laughs> There's a lot of mixed um, mixed ethnicities where it's like, okay, well, I've heard of the one where it's like, well, I'm Caucasian and I'm black and stuff, but which one do I go to? Well, I think sure. the same thing falls with other um, ethnicity, ethnicities and races. And it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm mixed Caucasian and Asian, but I grew up in like, like suburbia, but I would always go back to... Uh, this other neighborhood where my dad was at and he's full-on Hawaiian and Japanese and so I'd get some of that culture and then yeah. whenever I hear like these two arguments at school about um, again with representation I would just kind of like sit there and listen and observe and be like okay well I don't I can hear where you guys are coming from but I I'm not sure if I feel as upset but I do feel not included 
Right. So it's just wanting, I think it's just the same thing that everyone else who's not on screen wants. Like you just want to be included and you want to be seen. And that's what, and I know I'm going to touch on a little bit of wrestling, but that's what I wanted um, when I first started the Jesse show and stuff. Like I was just this in school, kind of this, this nerdy character, but I was also this jock. And like, whenever I'd look on TV, anytime I saw anyone that looked like me, um, their position was more, I don't know, like a, like exotic, I guess. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, let's like add a little bit yeah. um, more depth into the mix. So uh, what I liked about the Jesse show, and I know this at a wrestling podcast is uh, <laughs> because I, I'm American and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and both my parents are black, but, and, but they're West Indian. Right. And I think first generation Americans have a similar deal on a cultural level where y your parents basically leave a country for a reason to get you ingrained in one culture, but you're responsible for maintaining, being the vanguard for your old culture, understanding the new one, and somehow being both but neither. And so what I liked about the Jesse show, in that case, that character, was that, yeah, outside you were a nerd presenting, but you kick people in the face. But I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty interesting. I was a fan ever since. So I know what, I know what you mean on that level. Obviously, I can't speak for being uh, Caucasian or Asian, but I, to answer your, your question that you I asked you to ask me is that I don't think stories are done i think people find formulas that work and drill it till it's over like if i want to do a big sweeping superhero movie i'll have to do the marvel formula because that's what's working i'm not going to try anything crazy until we find the next thing and so that's why i think we get burnt out 20 30 years in these cycles but i don't think stories are just like done like ah, we can't do that anymore <laughs> you know yeah okay yeah i can agree with that too because it was the, the business side of things came up because it takes a lot to go into production it takes a lot to like get all the talent and pay everybody so it's like if you're throwing and investing that much into it like you want it to work so you want to go with something that's sure that'll that'll get you there and i think yeah. that's um i haven't watched the whole thing but uh lovecraft country oh, okay uh, yeah it was like it got a lot of um, Emmys, Emmy nominations. I don't think it won anything, uh, mm -hmm. but it was very original and stuff because it had like this combination of. Are you familiar? I know of the show. I haven't seen the episodes yet. Okay, it's a combination of sci-fi, witchcraft, um, timepiece, kind of all thrown together. And it, like I thought it was like so original. So it's just kind of like okay. So with this book, I'm. Uh, writing and other themes and stuff that we've seen before it's like okay well how does this dynamic work with this dynamic because it hasn't been done and is it relatable to the audience so I think those are important things to consider because like if someone can't relate to whatever piece you're making yeah. or feel um, what is it enchanted by it then they might just click go to the next thing so hopefully Hopefully everything, hopefully I like everything I have going on will connect and relate in a, like in more than just a, a lighthearted way, but also address like social issues and things like that. Well, Jessica, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. You are a beacon of light of creativity for not for just the listener of the show, but for other people going through a similar uh, experience that you are. Your art's available at J Electro on Instagram. And and plus, it's for charity, which is really cool. You do it for charity, man. I respect that, that you love the kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's for um... – a portion goes to Give Kids the World there uh, in Orlando, Florida. They have a village here where they invite um, kids and families and stuff that uh, obviously have like terminal things and things that just sort of take over their life. So it just gives them a chance to like have a vacation and experience things without like worrying, just smile and have fun and be happy. So 
so awesome. And if someone's listening right now, they're inspired and fired up by what you said today, or how they go about engaging with you to follow up with any questions, see your art, how they go about doing that. Okay. So you can find me, uh, Jessica Elevan, under my art Instagram page at J Electra, J A E E L E C T R A. Um, on Instagram, direct message me if you want any special commissions made. I have done um, like a ton of commissions that way where people will message me like, hey, like I would like a picture of my dog or hey, can you just make something with this style? Um, I can't say I can do everything to perfection, but I can say that I will give everything a try and give it my best. And then again, um, those proceeds are donated to Give Kids the World. So thank you guys so much. I look forward to hearing from you guys. I look forward to creating more. I'm excited about this journey and I hope everyone's having an awesome day. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.